Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Thursday, Susanna Collins, alongside the OGs. Oh, what is going on already? He's back! Yes, it's party time. That's Nico Cantor. That's Charlie Davies. That's Alexis Guerreros. We've got Jenny Chu with some headlines. Charlie. You're just stirring things up very it's early on a Thursday morning. It's just good vibes. It's Thursday morning. We're one day closer to. Footy Kit Friday. Yes. Oh. Uh, and we had uh, another Leo Messi party. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay, can I, first of all, yes, we are going to talk about this Inter-Miami-Orlando match, but I was so jacked yesterday to go home and watch this match. I was like, going to watch some Messi. I'm pumped. And then the heavens opened up in Miami. This, mm. this storm was absolutely torrential and I was like no because my bedtime is fast approaching because I got to go to bed I have to be in bed at like 9 p.m. Hmm. and so the yeah. whole the rain Good just luck. completely derailed my evening it's a double whammy because one we don't get an actual start time we I get know. a production uh, start time exactly which is very frustrating very frustrating because I'm like oh eight o'clock here's first kick <gasps> oh, no I wait for the another only half hour. country in the world where that happens but and then I it said it. rain delay at one point they were showing the last match and I'm like yo he scored two already yo why is Atlanta here <laughs> I was very I'm confused, confused. <laughs> I was What's very happening? confused um, so if you don't know uh, round of 32 in League's Cup kicked off and Inter Miami were taking on their interstate rivals in Orlando City, and they took it to them. 3-1. Yes, Messi yeah. continues to just produce. He had another two goals in this game. He now has five goals in three matches. Look at well, Robert that's Taylor. That's what Not is only going Messi. On. Look at Robert Taylor and his ability to create on the dribble. I have not seen Robert Taylor move or 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 find passes Nobody in the has. way that he has. Yes, Robert Taylor's past, mother has not seen him move and pass like this. And not only that, <laughs> Joseph Martinez, you got, you got an opportunity in front of goal and you're not shooting. Yeah. And not only that, a delicate pass to Leo Messi for the assist. It was beautiful. That was that was impressive in the in the sense that he was calm. He thought about the opportunity. And he opted to be unselfish, which is very, 
Unlike if you want, if, if the league wants something to fear, it's the fact that these front three are learning to play with each other. In particular, learning to play with Lionel Messi. How to, when to feed him, when to, when to uh, go for the ball, when to strike, when to be selfish, when not to. They're starting to find that link of play. This is incredible. This has ended up being almost a preseason for Inter Miami and going into the end of the season. This know, is the Leos, the Leogs. Cup. What's what's wild Leo is Cup? that this was going to be a big test for Miami because Orlando was playing very well. Yeah. They've won seven <laughs> of their last eight matches. Uh, they're slowly rising up the the ranks, and I I just think that I was looking at this match and being like, oh, this is going to be a really good indication of where. Miami is actually at, and I was like, oh, they're they're good. It was incredible. They're good. This is was clearly their toughest test yet. Yeah. Um, and their understanding amongst the entire team, and it's not only Messi and Busquets, but clearly this is a Tata Martino thing as well, because the way that they're holding possession and moving it from one side to the next, recycling the play, Arroyo dropping in between the center backs, giving Busquets a little bit of freedom, Busquets kind of directing the show after the ball skips that first line and then gets to him. Kremashi is also have, is, is a little bit more polished. And then the front three, it's, it's incredible how well they've hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Again, it's obviously easier with Messi and Busquets, but everybody has elevated their game. And the shower of humility that Joseph Martinez has had, just because Messi is, is to his side, he was the king of... A oh, major no. league soccer. It was a reset for him. Right? And Hit that reset button. But I am not. I don't know if he hits that reset button if, Messi, if Messi's not there. No, you, you look yourself in the mirror. Yeah, how do you not, though? And, and you also know Tata Martino's coming back. You're not the top dog anymore. Yeah. You, you have to work. And he was. To, to play. And, and I think when you have that type of inspiration with you every day, the standard has raised considerably Elevates. across the board. Which I love to see because Kramaski is another player who hadn't really played in this manner, finding the pockets, Not like this. playing on the half turn. His touches are clean. And you can't get away with poor touches in this type of system right. in the way they, they, the style of play. So Tata Martino has all, clearly had a big impact in the tempo of, of play because, yes, it's possession but you're, you're, you're playing with a little bit more intensity, Man, and the, you're connecting it, passes to open smart. up passing There's lanes. There's purpose. Yeah. There's reasoning. And then you mentioned Kremashi. They brought on Diego Gomez yesterday, the Paraguayan. In theory, what I would imagine is Tata Martino is visualizing that Diego Gomez plays in the Kremashi role. He's, he's a box-to-box -box type of player. You've got Arroyo, who's the, the, the midfielder that, that in the offensive phase sits deep between the center backs. And then the next, let's imagine a ladder, the next ring in the ladder is, is Busquets. And then Gomez is offering you that box-to-box. That -box. So where does Kremashi fit in? I don't think Tata Martino thought that he would no. be in the starting 11 once he brings in the player that he wanted. And Robert but, Taylor, but, too. But, and, but that's the guy who's really planting, planting doubt in, in Tata Martino's mind and because they brought in Facundo Farias to play that role. It'll be Facundo Farias, Messi, or it, in theory, should be Facundo Farias, eh, Jose Martinez, Messi. But with the way that Robert Taylor's playing, that no one has ever seen this. Man, let's take a look you, at you can't his bench numbers. this guy right now. No. This is from the last three matches. He's got three goals and three assists. Uh, <laughs> did you? You said he he was looking like Pirlo. He looked like Pirlo out, out, out there. there. I mean, when Just you are making Messi comparison out. to Pirlo, but I wouldn't the, say Pirlo. You know what I mean? Thing, yeah. The crazy Passing thing is that wise. yes, this is a guy that 
just a few years ago was playing in the lower divisions of England. I mean, and now he is literally assisting goals and scoring goals alongside Lionel Messi. What, where, where has the improvement come from? Like, what have you seen from him? How, how has Messi made Robert Taylor his, better? His, his movement, one, has, has been phenomenal because he's getting the ball. It, it's, I played on teams where you make runs, but maybe the midfielders or the back line just don't have the ability to find you in certain ways, so you stop making that run. Hmm. Robert Taylor now knows wherever he is, when he's on the move, Busquets and Leo Messi will find him. And they'll get it to and him. And then on top of on that, foot. when he gets it on the ball, when he gets on the ball, he always has an option. Always. It's Leo Messi or Busquets. You always have an option. And I think he's playing without fear. Mm. The creativity, the pass on he's the first He's getting so much more space now. To Leo Messi, when he comes inside, not too many players will, will see that, that ball. Maybe they try and fizz it into Leo Messi's feet because it's Messi. You, you know, oh, I want to play to him. I want to make him happy. But he comes in and he takes a, a second to see that the yeah. chip is on. And, and Messi's the anticipation run. of that, into that space was incredible. And on the, on the, on the last play, he, he opts for the back post ball to, to Joseph Martinez. He could have easily played the near post to Leo Messi. But he knew the right decision was to find Joseph Martinez, and Messi was more of a decoy in that, in that position. As soon as it gets to Joseph Martinez, the back line has to shift, which opens that spot up for Leo Messi to, to tap it in. I just think when you see him play that way, there's no need to go and get a big-time player to take right. him off the lineup. So how long will that He's, he's right. decisive. Well, who, who that's the, the question, is how long, how long can he stay at this level? How long can he stay at this? How long before they start to figure Robert Taylor out? Which, if you're going to find a weak link in those front three, you'd have to say it's him between Joseph Martinez, who's played in this league, played under Tata Martino, and obviously Messi. I don't think it's a figuring out because he clearly has shown he can play different styles. He, he's not relying on one thing. He's not very predictable. I agree. I agree. So in that case, you, you don't need to, you just let him play. And it's impossible, too, because even if you start to crowd what, him, is only you've got right. Busquets open. He's, and they're both going to get better, Facundo Farias and, and uh, Robert Taylor. Facundo Farias is very young. It's not like young Argentine talent, you pluck it in and it's going to be amazing every single time. Right. right? He, he also has to learn and grow and understand Messi. Robert Taylor has been so decisive. He, he hasn't messed up. Did he you hasn't know he had that beat. potential? Like, no, 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 I, no I, that's what, yeah, that's what no. I'm... That's, Jorge Mas didn't know. But I think uh, that's remarkable. Robert Taylor's remarkable. mother didn't know. That to bring he was her up on again. No, like, this wasn't a player that people were like, oh, if, we, if he just had this piece next to him, this is the type of player he can be. Nobody was talking about Robert yeah. Taylor. And think about, the effective, think about the effectiveness of both their, their, their front three and their back line. Yeah. In, the, in the 10 games before Messi got there, they won one of them. It was against Birmingham Legion. They scored nine, got 19 goals scored against them. In their last three, they've won all three. They've scored nine and yeah. only had two scored against them. Mm -hmm. It's a complete, this is a different team. The only thing that's the same is the color of the shirt. <laughs> this is a completely yeah. different Transformation. team. Transformation. Completely. Two, two players and a coach literally changed. Have changed everything. The, the and Jordi Alba's not even here yet. Yeah. He just got there. He's not even on the pitch being effective yet. This is insane. Yeah, it's uh, wild. Can, can I just throw out two little nuggets from, from yesterday I think it's, it's, it's worth mentioning? Sure. Um, Messi was Messi was like almost irate yesterday. He played with with the Kemiras bobo energy because it's it's a, it's a derby. Yeah. Felipe it's a, too. I, you know what? Yeah, this is a rivalry. I, he, he took it. I'm he gonna, elevated it yeah. really well. You ever play against Felipe? 
Did he ever yip at you? But not Come even on. that. He, not only did he yip, he, he, he kicked my ankles. He, he tried to do anything. <laughs> he, he did it all. Threw the, the ball down below. Yeah. He, he tried everything. He, he, he tried it on Messi. He tried. He, 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 he got under your skin. Yeah, he got under my skin. <laughs> he walked. He walked into the tunnel, covering his mouth, talking to him. He, he's at who's Uruguay. But he was pushing him too. You saw? Yeah. Pushed him and everything. And, and and then the the other thing I want to mention is that the penalty kick that. Uh, Inter Miami oh. does get it's very soft. Joseph Martinez does a great job of selling it, but and and it's like on the borderline of is it reviewable or not? I don't think so because there is contact. Had it not been called, I don't think they would have called it a penalty kick, right? That's that's how you yeah, put it into balance. So um, it it's a little bit of a of a bailout call there, but over the 90 minutes, Inter were the better team. And I thought of a of a of a good comparison for an MLS standard, not Andrea Pirlo for Robert Taylor, but uh, Pedro, but on the other side. Just to equate it to, to what yeah. Messi's used to. Oh my God. <laughs> when, Ch when, Ch when Chuck laughs at me, I, know. I thought it was I really bad. Bad. No, I, I, I think it's creative. Yes, thank you. It's one way to put it. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay. uh, there were some other big results in League's Cup last night. Not a good night for Liga MX teams. Uh, let's take a look at some of the other results we saw. Look at LAFC, you guys. They entered the fray in a big way. A 7-1 win against Juarez. We had a hat-trick from Denny Buanga, Carlos Velo with a couple of goals. We talked about them needing that rest. It looks like that has benefited them in a big, big way. Um, so, yeah, those are your scores from last night. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Jenny Chu will be with us with some headlines. Don't go anywhere. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Here's a look at Thursday's footy fix. We've got some League's Cup action to look forward to. Charlotte taking on Cruz Azul. Uh, Rail Salt Lake taking on Leon, and we've got the New York Derby. New York Red Bulls taking on NYCFC. New England Revolution taking on Atlas. All of these games you can watch on Apple TV. Go on, Revs. Plus, let's go, Revs. It's some interesting times around that club. Um, we have an update too. Germany. Out. 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 It's over. Germany is out. Out. Wow. Morocco oh. in. Marruecos. Yes. Morocco Beats. in their first ever Women's World Cup. They beat, they just beat Colombia. Colombia. That puts them on six points oh, through to the next day. Colombia and Morocco. Colombia and Morocco, Morocco moving on. And, and Germany, Let's this go. is the, Jenny Chu, this is the first time ever that they haven't advanced out of <laughs> oh the Oh my God. Out of the yes, first time ever. Holy moly. Wow. Two African countries. Three. Three. Nigeria, South Africa, Morocco. Yeah. South wow. Africa. That is yes. amazing. And Colombia is the only one from Comable. Wow. Wow. Yeah, epic. Guys, what, what a, a moment. What I'm sorry, a but. A moment. Susanna, you just can continue to deliver I know. emotional I, news. This is, this it's morning. all happening. It's all breaking right now. <laughs> oh, we should have done the breaking to, news. Women's football up. is blossoming in the Oh, my God. Absolutely. Jenny, are you, are you okay? Are you going to be okay to do the, the headlines? I'm going to focus, and then I'm going to run around the studio <laughs> when we're in a break. Nice. I love okay. it. I encourage it. That is incredible. 
Absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm like having a moment, sorry. Good. This is amazing. No, it is, it is, it really Congratulations is. Congratulations to Morocco. I mean, they did so well in the Men's World Cup and now showing here that they can get out of the group. Dima Maghrib! Dima Maghrib! Yeah, Dima Zagreb. Is it you, Nico? Is it, are you the good luck charm now that? Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's get through these so that I can go run around the studio. <laughs> Seven times Super Bowl champion Tom Brady became the minority owner of championship club Birmingham City. Brady, who retired from playing in the NFL in February, has entered a partnership with Birmingham's new owners, Nighthead Capital Management, LLC. He joins a growing list of American celebrities and sports stars making minority investments in English clubs in recent months. Former NFL defensive end J.J. Watt became a shareholder at Burnley in May, while Michael B. Jordan invested in Bournemouth at the end of last year. American golfers Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and NBA all-star Russell Westbrook are also minority shareholders, stakeholders in Leeds United. TB12, baby! <laughs> Birmingham, who finished 17th in the championship last season, begins the new season at Swansea on Saturday. In a blow for the Gunners, Mikel Arteta has confirmed Gabriel Jesus will miss the start of Arsenal's season recovering from a knee injury. The 26-year-old was not in the match against Monaco yesterday, which Arsenal won on penalties. Afterwards, Arteta admitted the striker had required a procedure on his knee and would be out for a few weeks. Jesus had an impressive first season with Arsenal, scoring 11 goals in 26 Premier League appearances. But he has spent months on the sidelines after sustaining a knee injury during his World Cup duty with Brazil last season. In more Premier League news, according to multiple reports, Manchester City have agreed to a deal with RB Leipzig to sign defender Josco Guardiola. The Premier League champions are expected to pay $98 million fee plus add-ons. Guardiola is unlikely to make his debut in Sunday's Community Shield clash with Arsenal, but could be available for the league opener against Burnley on August 11th. Guardiola will be Pep Guardiola's second summer signing after the arrival of Mateo Kovacic from Chelsea. Over in Europe, it's being reported by Di Marzio of Sky Sports that Romelu Lukaku has agreed to a three-year contract with Juventus, but the transfer depends on Dusan Vlahovic's move to Chelsea. According to the report, the two clubs are working to execute a swap deal, which would see the two forwards heading in opposite directions. Lukaku has already agreed to personal terms with the Bianconeri and is expected to sign a three-year deal with an option for an additional year. And in La Liga news, Barcelona president Juan Laporte has publicly criticized the high-profile players who have left European clubs and opted to play in the Saudi Pro League. There has been a notable exodus of leading stars to Saudi Arabia this summer following Cristiano Ronaldo's move to Al Nasser in the winter. In an interview on CNN yesterday, Laporta said, quote, when a player, and with all respect, prefers to go to Saudi Arabia, basically there are no sporting reasons. You know there are other reasons that are the priority, and the football must be the priority. The sporting reasons must be the priority. Charlie, when you heard this news earlier this morning, you cut me off a little bit with a little bit of a laugh. Because Laporte, of all people, to make these comments, are they fair? I mean, what, what exactly do you take um, from him saying this specifically? The word that comes to mind is Hypocritical. Wow. La Liga and Barcelona are all about money and finances. It's a business. How could you fault a player for going to Saudi Arabia if he's earning life-changing money? Right. Generational money. You can't fault a player who, in a lot of cases, maybe have, has come from nothing to go back and impact his country, his family, and generations of his family. That, that is mind-boggling. How can you tell a player, don't go to Saudi Arabia, don't mm. take that contract, you're not, you're not worth that, you're not going for football, you're chasing money. I can't believe you would put that on Laporte. I mean, the guy has been upstanding, right? He uh, never wanted to join the, the Super League. I'm kidding, of course. He, I, feel, <laughs> I'm totally it feels, it, it is. I, oh, I knew. I mean, <laughs> it is. It, yes, it's, it's 
obviously hypocritical, especially, I think that's a great point with the Super League. I feel like it would have come off better if he would have pointed the finger in the correct direction, which is the league itself and not the players, because they're kind of disrupting the soccer ecosystem in, in Europe, pulling players, convincing big-name players for a lot of money. What did Barca do for years? Uh, and, and, then the, and the Premier League as well. And now they want to do the Super League and all it... But the Premier that, League yeah. has TV money behind it. There's right. like a reason why they're spending. And, and, and the Super League was also going to massively disrupt the, the soccer ecosystem. We're talking so about the same guy who pulled levers. I mean, hip, what are we talking about? Just a, that is the definition of hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. How dare you do what we're trying to do? <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. We get to do that, not oh, you. You do it for sporting reasons, and we cut you off the moment you blow your knee out. They're not or we're not making enough money off you. They're not going to there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why yeah. would they go there? Yeah. Because, you know, because, uh, and, and, Someone walks whoa. over with caviar, he's like, no, no, also, no, 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 no. Also, hold up the in a, in a similar vein i mean it's the la liga is also taking crazy money from saudi arabia to take the super cup they played the, the spanish super cup and they've amplified it to four teams so they make more money so it's more of a spectacle and it's no longer the copa del rey winner against but la liga that's, winner that's and, for they, and they reasons, and they take dude. it and they take it to riyadh <laughs> and everybody gets a cut so now the spanish super champion is not a Copa del Rey champion nor La Liga champion because money, yeah, money dude. business. It's and if that money's not coming to Barca, then you're not doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. get so out of here with model, that. Model, model of integrity. Um, all right, guys, we're gonna take another break. We are eight days away from the start of the Premier League Ooh. season, and when we come back, we are looking ahead to Liverpool's prospects in 23. That's coming up after a break. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back. Uh, we are eight days out from the start of the Premier League season. And after a fifth place finish in 22-23, Liverpool, <gasps> they're going to miss out on Champions League for the first time since the 2016-2017 season. Um, it was a, a season filled with inconsistency. I would say injuries. I think it is probably the toughest season they've had under Jurgen Klopp. But, but they did finish strong and they made some key offseason Moves, Lots of ins and outs for, for Liverpool in the summer transfer window, um, notably in the midfield, which was a glaring area of weakness for them. So uh, let's look at the moves that were made. As we can see here, there's going to be some, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of 
sort of names that are synonymous with the club that are that are going to be gone. But when I look at this list, I'm looking at the addition of Alexis McAllister from Brighton and Dominic Schobeschlei from RB Leipzig in the midfield. I think that they have done a really, really good job of addressing um, just the weaknesses in that team. I, you know, as much as I, I loved a Jordan Henderson and a Fabinho for years, it was time. They right. were, they were, they were old. They were slow. They were hampered by injuries. That the the midfield just looked lethargic at times. Um, there was just no, there was no no tooth. They had Liverpool was such a high pressing team. They they couldn't connect. It was it was really frustrating that to watch. They did the not look issue. like they didn't look like. Liverpool last year. They didn't look like a Klopp Liverpool yeah. that functions at such a high intensity exactly. throughout an entire season where the whole team is together. And, and you look at, at the players up top, it's not going to change because you have Luis Diaz, finally fit, Diego Jota, finally fit, uh, Darwin Nunez, and Mo Salah. There, mm. There's no, not many, and, and Cody, Hakpo. Cody Hakpo. There's not many additions that, that you can make there. And, and the back line is, is, is going to be the back line, Trent, Konate, Virgil van Dijk, Robbo, and, and then you got your, your, oh, dep, dep, your players that can deputize. So there's going to be a lot of responsibility mm. in, in that midfield because more than likely, Thiago's going to sit. And Thiago wasn't getting consistent minutes when Fabinho was playing. So he's going to have to step up to the plate. And, and it hasn't been the Thiago of Bayern Munich at, at Liverpool. There have been moments like that goal in Champions League, the one that, beautiful. But you need him to, to dictate. And then not only that, you bring in Dominic Soboslai for 70 million euros around that. Mm -hmm. Klopp usually doesn't make big time splashes. But when he does, they they could they fulfill the expectation. Like Allison like, like a Virgil van Dijk, but he wasn't he wasn't a fifty million Darwin, plus Darwin Nunez. Dar and Darwin Nunez was prob probably Klopp at Liverpool his first if you want to call it flop, flop. There's still time for him to I prove still so I think there's time for him. I, I don't think he's a flop, but right. you can't say okay. he's met you the expectations. For sure. he's, he's, he's the first one that hasn't because everybody else has fulfilled. Allison, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Virgil van Dijk, everybody was mm -hmm. drooling over him. The, so class, one of the best center backs mm -hmm. ever. How much was Konate? I'm not sure, but probably not up there. We'll, we'll look it up, but... Um, a lot of responsibility in that midfield to connect everything and to and to get it going and, and to and to forty million. See, all right, it's not, all, a, not a massive splash. It's not a massive, a massive but the cogs of the machine need to be together, mm -hmm. and 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 they need to start working. And the midfield is is super important to that. Yeah, this um, so Schoeschlei apparently in all of the the fitness tests as well. He came in, so it was always Trent and Milner who would dominate at these. And apparently this guy came in and just wiped the floor with everyone. And I guess Trent got like pissed. Like he was like, who's this guy think he is? Okay. Who's this guy think he is? So I'm, I'm really excited um, about, I mean, we've seen, we saw what McAllister was able to do in, in Brighton. And I just think that he is the type of player. He just, he fits. I'm really, really excited to see how this all kind of comes together in the midfield. Cause I, I do think, I do think that a Darwin Nunez, I, we have, we had glimpses. We have glimpses of what that man is is capable of, and I, I think that he'll he be is better. Going to, he's I think still, he's going to be still better. Wrong. Yeah. He's, he's showing still more composure even in this preseason, though. You could tell he's got the athleticism to build the strength. He's and a monster. was sixty million, by the way. Um, Navigator was sixty million. Sixty million. Okay, that, I think oh, okay. that's a and he's out and he's sure. gone. That was a big miss. That's a bigger a miss. Big miss. He's Navigator. He was a miss. 
for that price? For that That's price. an absolute miss. Okay. Are you playing games? But Alexis McAllister, for miss. instance, is bad. Navicata wasn't bad. Well, so it looks like Alex, Alexis McAllister is like a steal at okay. 35. Yeah, incredibly okay. a steal, especially with how flexible he is. At Brighton, he played 37% um, at defensive midfielder, 32% at creative midfielder, or attacking midfielder, I should say. He's showing that flexibility in the midfield. I think he's, he's going to slide in perfectly, whether they go back to the 4-3-3 or they stick with this 3-4-3 with the inverted fullback, especially with, look, we saw... Trent Alexander-Arnold mm. be unlocked, okay? It's almost like um, Starbucks, right? Starbucks, bad coffee? Hey, at least mm. they got a bathrooms. If you think of Starbucks as a public bathroom system with pretty good coffee, you're not upset anymore, right? <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold is a bad defender that is good going forward. If you think of him as a really good midfielder that, hey, can defend pretty well, it's all about your perspective. Perception. you got to yeah. shift Perception. your perspective. Never thought of Starbucks bathrooms, but... Uh, uh, you don't live in New York. Yeah. Hey, public bathrooms are hard to find in New York. <laughs> Starbucks is the only opportunity. But to my, the point I'm trying to make is, if you're going to have Trent Alexander drift in, if you're going to have a midfielder that is as, as flexible as an Alexis McAllister, shouts to every dude, male named Alexis, shouts to all y'all, we're all in a big group chat. Um, if you're going to have someone like him who can run forward, bring yourself a bit more forward, not have to sit back, or can play in a 2-8 two, as a 6, or can play in a 2-6 system, all of a sudden it completely yeah. unlocks what, what Klopp wants to do. Yeah, but this is a, a team that is super flexible, and that's what I think Klopp wants is that tactical flexibility of in possession, Trent Alexander comes in. Out of possession, he has to defend and Correct. go back as a right back. Mm -hmm. yeah. So still, how, how is he with the 1v1 defending when you're, play, when you're chasing titles? That, that's still going to be an issue. He's not your vice captain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's potentially, and I've said this before, I don't think of him as a bad defender. But if you look at that back line, he continues to be the weakest link on that back line. Sure. I don't know if he's a weak link. He is the weakest link. If you're going to attack somewhere and you see Trent Alexander as part of that back four, that's where you're going to go. And that's, gonna some, that's something that's just not going to go away. That's going to continue. And we saw him be Ill, ineffective without Jordan Henderson sort yeah. of running around in front of him. That's something that still needs to be fixed. Uh, who do you think is starting in the midfield? What are, what's the best three? Oh, because I think Thiago, Susanna Klopp, <laughs> he just doesn't have the legs to cover as right. much ground with that high press. And then and that's why he's not seeing the playing so time. So now, after those three, there's a lot of young guys that have been great so for Liverpool. But Curtis, Jones. Curtis, Curtis Jones. Jones uh, Bicetic, Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott. My my biggest question for Liverpool right now is at the sixth position. I would, I feel like there's not anybody that has come in and and committee. I, yeah, you know, and I and I think it's probably going to be Curtis Jones. I think that Klopp will utilize. I don't know. I don't. Heard, it's Thiago, and then after that, you, I, I think I you've got to manage with. Callister can slot in, but then you lose something going forward. Who starts at the nine? Darwin. It, and then you use. Has and then you have, yeah. It has to be Darwin Nunez. Easy. I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna have a good season. I really I don't know. I just have a so remember really back really back a year ago, remember the community shield when it was Liverpool City and that was like our first taste of what we'd get for the season between Holland and a Liverpool that we had a lot of expectations. Yeah. And uh Holland was probably second in, in the best performers in, in that game. And Nunez balled. And we yeah. thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be Nunez's season. And Boy, then. were we fooled. Yeah. Also, yeah. you've got to be worried about Virgil <laughs> van Dijk. 41 days injured with a hamstring last season. But he played so many games, though. I know. Like, they played he's so all, he many ain't games in the World Cup. I know, hmm. I know. He's trying to chip away at He ain't getting younger. Listen, I still believe in Virg. It's my captain. Okay. It's my captain We'll now. see. 
Um, this is funny, though. So Liverpool <laughs> missing out on Champions League, but but they're in the Europa League, and boy, they seem to be very excited that Liverpool will be playing in this uh, in this competition. <laughs> Just going, I mean, unabashedly loving that yeah. Liverpool hey, will be Just in the Europa Look League this, admin. This is, <laughs> this is top-level trolling. Uh, this is top-level trolling. Liverpool on the club got to a Europa League. <laughs> oh, no. What a great... But, uh, I United mean, is the on. expectation, though, for them to, they, they got to win, win this they, handedly? I they're mean, the biggest club in this competition by far. They got to a final of the Europa League <laughs> with Klopp. Again, they lost to Sevilla, but they played the final, and he had a much weaker team. That was the the Sturges of the world were still on that team. I feel like Jordan Ibe was still on that team. Jordan Ibe, yeah. wow. He what broke admin in Liverpool this Throw season. That. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's facts. That is facts. I feel like these are all Manchester United fans. It yeah. could be. What is, I mean, Either way, the Europa League is cooking. Cooking. <laughs> what, I mean, cooking. he's what? Roma is a big club that's in there. Uh-huh. Bayer Leverkusen, Brighton, Atalanta, West Ham. I mean, by far, Liverpool by far the biggest club in this competition. Yeah, no, 100%. I think the expectations are, are always going to be high for them. I, But I, I do feel good about, I think that they are going to be competing. I think this is going to be the most competitive Premier League season that we've seen in a really really, really long time. And I think that Liverpool are going to be absolutely competing for... Um, top four? Top four. Of course absolutely. they are. But I, mm, I... This top six is tight. It is. Well, you think higher than top four. I do. You've you got to be... I like, do. I feel... I don't know. I feel like top two. I, and, and maybe it's like... I'm usually such a defeatist <laughs> at the start of the season, but I feel... I feel very optimistic. He's trying to, he's trying to catch you. No, but I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, yeah. Top two? You have top two? Top two, top one? You think it's going to be top one? I, top two, if, not if, two? If you have top to set two realistic goals for the season, it's the, the first one, make Champions League, and then from there, from you, there you, you dream on, right? Exactly. But you have two avenues to make Champions League because you can strong candidate to win Europa League. They're playing the music. And then top four, <laughs> Nico, and then you see if you can win Prem. They're winning the league. We'll tell you what Nico says in the break. I know what to shut up. Most of the time. Has anything funnier been said on this show? <laughs> yes. All right, we are taking a break, I promise. Um, we're going to chat some uh, Champions League qualifiers when we come back. Welcome back. Champions League qualifiers continue this week and brought some drama, including this wild one that saw Slovenian side Olympia Ljubljana beat Bulgarian side Ludogorets after the keeper makes this ridiculous save on a, what Ooh, minute geez. was this in the game? This was a super uh, late penalty. It was penalty. in the, on like the 112th minute. Good uh, grief. Olympia Ljubljana has never played in the Champions League group stage and now they're going up against Galatasaray. Ludogorets, who we've seen them in wow. recent past up to the group stage. It's a pretty big win from the Slovenian team. Crazy, crazy scenes. All right, here's a look at the results from yesterday. Oh, I'm just kidding. Just told <laughs> that we don't have Sight. them. But we have highlights. But we have some highlights, right, producers? We do have highlights. Right. Let's get to the highlights. We're going to start with Astana taking on uh, Dinamo Zagreb. This is a big one. I mean, expected. Dinamo Zagreb already carried a, a nice 4-0 lead into this one and got the job done. Asana from Kazakhstan. It was, uh, it's, it's too much firepower. Let's see. Dinamo Zagreb, by the way, plays AK Athens in the next round. 
Oh, sloppy. Sloppy, sloppy. Keeping. But All you right. just gotta keep moving. Oh. It's a big one. They get a 2-0 win over Astana. This is uh, Maccabi Haifa taking on Sheriff. Shouts to Sheriff. Shouts to Moldova. <laughs> Yellow that's, card issue. That's, that's a pen for sure. And that's a golazo. Yeah, Sheriff slots one in. Maccabi. Ooh. They said, we can go down a goal, but then we're going to put four on you. Oh. Sheriff, who's not that far removed from beating Real Madrid. Decisive 4-1 win for Maccabi Haifa. All right, this is uh, Galatasaray taking on Zalgiris. Oh, this is a big one. This is an incredible goal by Dries Mertens. It was a big wow. win for Galatasaray yesterday. They really needed it because their medal was tested um, in Lithuania. And they pulled off a result uh, against Zalgiris. They, not a lot of the guys that they signed played in, in the game, not the, the bigger name ones. Musleda had two big saves. This one down the stretch, it had Turkish hearts stopping because that goal goes in and then anything could have happened. But Gaza said, I feel like at this point, needs to make the group stage with the way that they've invested into their squad. Mm -hmm. they, they have to. And group they, stage they had, is, is they had the 20 main shots goal. in this match and only put four on target. For a club like Galatasaray, you have to put teams away, and that's the only way you're going to get into the group stage if you get those opportunities. Because yeah. in, in these type of scenarios, teams defend. They're going to counter. They're fine with taking six shots, and then they capitalize. And they had two good opportunities, Zalgiris, yesterday. Galatasaray at the beginning of the season, I feel like with Turkish clubs a lot, it, it's difficult for them to get going and play dynamic football. It's... In Turkey, the football is very open. It's a lot of chances created because there's a lot of space between lines. Um, and Galatasaray needs to be clinical. It was too much long ball over the top. Kerem Akturkoglu, which is one of their most dynamic wingers, was dropping really deep, but looking for a long ball constantly. And some of the most dangerous play was when they strung passes inside with, of course, Zalgiris. Ten guys behind the ball, and they were looking for, for, for those inside runs. The, the runners making those mm -hmm. diagonal runs toward to just to open up space, play balls in behind. The thing is that if they ever make group stage, I feel like it's going to be a little bit of the opposite because they're not going to be the ones that will dictate. But again, Icardi has just only recently been finally purchased from PSG, so he wasn't there. Neither was uh, Zaha from Crystal mm -hmm. Palace. He mm -hmm. was at the stadium, but not... And Bakambu uh, came in as a late substitute. Bakambu well. was, was a late sub. Zaniolo didn't play either. And today they announced that they have um, uh, purchased Kerem Demirbay from Bayer Leverkusen. Mm. So that's another midfielder that, that they can just add. Man, they're deep. Galatasaray. Champions League group stage is what they need to arrive yeah. at. No excuses. It's going to be difficult because the playoff round has a pretty big name team. So what happens next? After so this round. It's a third the playoff players. round. Okay. Again, champions path with all the champions put together, um, playing each other in the league path with certain countries that have a higher standing within UEFA that uh, runners up make it into the Champions League playoffs. So that's two different avenues. They're all still playing each other in the third playoff round. And then it's the final playoff before the group stage. All right. Yeah, eight automatic entrance, 12 second qualifying round winners. Winners advance to the knockout round, the losers then transfer to, oh, they transfer to Europa the League. Europa League. Correct. So you can still 
compete. There's still something to play for. Mm -hmm. Right. So if Galatasaray loses in this stage, which they probably won't, but look at Olympia um, of Ljubljana. If they lose to Galatasaray, for example, mm -hmm. they'll go into the Europa League playoff. Mm -hmm. Which is, is, is still a nice little redemption for them. Sure. Because they're not used to playing European football in, in the European football proper. It's always qualifiers. Group stage is uh, not what this team from Slovenia is used to. And yeah. it's a massive story. I just saw that PSV too, part of that. So that means uh, Ricardo, Pepe, mm -hmm. Ooh, playing, yep. playing in some, some European competition. Love to see it. It's great for his development, yeah. Absolutely. When we come back, we are going to reflect on a remarkable World Cup career from arguably the greatest female footballer ever to do it, Marta. That's coming up after a short break.